all I want for Christmas. You know, I think that that question has been asked, what do you want for Christmas, billions of times over the years. And I think that that question gets asked, and as a young kid, it, it might be really tempted to just have a verbal list ready and just start rattling off all of the things that you want. Or maybe you have such a big want that you only ask for one thing. I do think that things change for us as we get older when it comes to what we want for Christmas. That when we're young, all we want for Christmas is we want things from the people that we love. But as we get older, really what we want is we want more time with the people that we love. That's what we're after. I also think about that question that gets asked of what do you want for Christmas? I think that sometimes that, that somebody might be asking that question because you've already secured what you think is the perfect gift for somebody. And you've already got that gift, you've secured that gift, and you've wrapped that gift, and you just keep asking because you just want to hear what do you want for Christmas? And you're hoping to hear what you have already purchased for that person that you love and that you care for. I think that trees, wherever you gather your gifts and put them, I think wherever those presents are, wherever they're found, that I think no doubt that there are going to be several presents that are going to have wants written all over them and people are going to get what they want. I think there's even going to be some surprises. And it might even be that not all the gifts are even out yet. It's Christmas Eve and you still got a surprise or two that you're going to end up pulling out and setting out by the tree because you didn't want to give away that size and that weight and that package because you wanted that surprise. But here's, here's what I've learned. That what we want, it isn't always what we need. That what we want it isn't always what we need. I think that when it comes to the Christmas presents, I think we've, we've all opened up something and went, that's what you got me? We've all had those kinds of gifts because somebody thought that we needed something, but it wasn't something that we wanted. Years ago, I had a friend that he got a gift and he couldn't believe this gift that he had received that his parents gave him the gift of a chainsaw. And he was so upset by that chainsaw because it wasn't what he wanted. He had some other things that he wanted. But his parents knew that as he got out on his own that what he was really going to need was he was going to need a tool like that. And it wasn't until he moved to Alaska that when he had that tool, he realized that he was given a gift of what he needed. You know, it makes me think about Mary and Joseph, that what they got wasn't what they wanted. When I think about what Mary and Joseph wanted, is I think that what they wanted is that they wanted a wedding. They wanted a wedding to be planned and to be done in their time. They wanted it on their terms and their way. I think what they wanted is I think they wanted to get married without expecting any kids. I think when it came to what they wanted, is that they wanted to raise their kids, as in their kids, not somebody else's kid. And I think that what they wanted wasn't what they got. And it just reminds me of Christmas, and that Christmas isn't about us getting what we want, but Christmas is more about getting what we need. And Christmas 
is the best gift ever. That it is when God gave the best gift ever. When I think about what we want, is I think that sometimes what we want is that we want our circumstances fixed. That, that what we want is that we want a financial boost. I think that what we want is we want our problems to be solved, to just go away. And Mary and Joseph, they just wanted a normal wedding and to start a family without any outside help. But what they needed and what they wanted was different. That God knew that what Mary needed was Mary needed to bring Jesus into the world. Not just for her, but that all of us had this need. That she didn't want to do it. Joseph didn't want to do this, but they needed to do this. Not solely for their benefit, but for our benefit as well. I want us to look together in Luke chapter 1. Starting in verse 26. As we look at this, it's, it's the story of Mary finding out that she is going to be bringing Jesus into the world, the Savior, the Messiah. And so, looking at this, Luke 1, verse 26. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. And Gabriel appeared to her and he said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. What an incredible news to have delivered to you that you have found favor with God. I think all of us could say that, that we want to find favor with God. That, that's all of us, we, we want that. But we don't all want to do God a favor. We don't always want to make decisions with our life that favors God being on the throne of our life. But Mary, she wouldn't just be doing a favor to God. That Mary would be doing a favor to the world. To all of the world. Gabriel the angel went on. You will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great. It will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. And he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, but how can this happen? I am a virgin. And Mary wasn't the only one asking, how can this happen? That Joseph was certainly asking, Mary, how could this happen? It was a question that they were both Asking, and Joseph knew how it could happen. He just knew that it didn't happen involving him. That Joseph didn't want to raise 
somebody else's kids. He didn't want to raise just anybody else's kids. Joseph wanted to raise his own kids. But what Joseph needed to do was that he needed to raise Jesus, who would be the Savior of the world. He needed to raise God's kid. So as Mary asked how this could happen, the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. Less than a year after hearing this news and God doing the supernatural thing, so that Jesus was conceived inside of Mary. We get to read this from Matthew chapter two. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. And about that time, some wise men from Eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn King of the Jews? We saw his stars as it rose and we have come to worship him. They came to worship a king, and they came to worship a God. And Mary told, and Gabriel told Mary that she would name him Jesus because he would save his people from the Romans. No, that's actually not why. He would save the people from their sins. So why, why a savior for our sins? Why do we need the best gift ever to be Jesus? And it's because our sins, it's the one thing broken in our lives that we can't fix ourselves. That it's the one thing that we can't do anything about ourselves. And the story of Christmas, it started in the Garden of Eden. That the story of Christmas, it started when sin entered into the human heart and the human soul. The story of Christmas, of Jesus coming into the world, it finds its significance, not in Jesus' arrival, but it finds its significance in Jesus' ascension when he returned to heaven after having given his life on the cross, after three days later coming back to life, after 40 days back on earth, and then ascending into heaven. And that ascension was necessary so that Jesus could send us the Holy Spirit. The message of Christmas is we aren't stuck in our mess that we aren't stuck in our mess because we have a Messiah. There's a Christmas carol that has a line in it that says, a weary world rejoices. And I think maybe 2020 might be the year that really brings that to light for us that for Christmas to get our mind and our focus just on who God is 
and what God has done for us. That God sent us his love, the best gift ever. And those shepherds that saw him, they saw him laying in a manger. It was such a surprise to see the Savior of the world have such a humble start. It's because he loves us and he wasn't wanting to call attention to himself, but what he really wanted was to give us what we needed. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, thank you for the best gift ever. Thank you for sending Jesus, for loving us so much that you would give your only son, that that you would allow him to, to leave heaven and come to earth for us. He really is the greatest gift ever. Jesus, thank you for being willing to come and even more so for your willingness to be a sacrifice for us. May our hearts be forever grateful and may we take this season and focus it on our gratitude for you. Jesus, it's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, on behalf of our staff, our staff's family, I just want to extend to you Merry Christmas. I hope that you guys have a great time celebrating with those that you get to celebrate with this season, whether you're doing that in person or doing that virtually. Look forward to being back with you guys on January 3rd. And if you want to give your best gift still, there's still going to be time. You can just follow the instructions on this slide and you can give your year-end gift. And we'll see you in 2021. Merry Christmas.